Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, hey, it's Thursday night, and welcome to the Rowdy Maglai Show. And I got Kyle Magna my way over there. PA Kyle, what's up? Hey, Rowdy, how's it going tonight? Man, going good, Kyle. Going good. Uh, sun's out. Looks like it might be a pretty weekend for racing, except for tomorrow. Could be a little iffy, but after that, it's going to be uh, sunshine all the way. Sounds good, Rowdy. We uh, need some good weather here. I know tomorrow night looks good for Williams Grove, and then uh, Saturday looks like a washout, but uh, hopefully we can get some racing in this weekend. Well, Kyle, the way we're going to roll tonight, we got Adam Mackey calling back in for the 2022 season. Uh, Adam's going to kick it off over down below us here at Five Flags Speedway with the Arca Menards E-Series race. Roddy, uh, 16 cars entered for that race. I know Stephanie Moyer is going to be in it, so uh, hopefully we get a good race uh, come uh, Saturday night. And uh, t- tomorrow night, got the Outlaws, the Pure Stocks, and they got a, a little traveling uh, series. It's like little buzz cars. It's, come- it's really neat-looking cars. 34 drivers, 36 drivers in that series that travel around the different races. And uh, Adam's going, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, SRX that's coming to some of their tracks at uh, Track for Track Enterprise. I know they'll be at Slinger, they'll be at uh, Nashville, back at Pensacola. Kyle, they're drawing crowds, man. Sure sounds like it, Rowdy, and uh, I think that's going to only continue from here on out. So, like I said, Kyle, we got Adam Mackey going to call in here at at, uh, 10 after. Uh, I'm packing up, headed. I'm going to head to Atlanta tomorrow, Kyle. Just give, give us a little bit of coverage over there. Give us a weekend over there. Racetrack, Rowdy. New layout. So I'm interested to see how that's going to be. Well, uh, I know what Kyle Bush said. We're going to see. Of course, it it was meant to take that bottom line out, and uh, they took it out, banked it up, took it out. Uh, Hopefully, the weather's going to be good. You know, Kyle, they put uh, that asphalt that the water don't lay on top of it. It kind of sifts down until it hits the next layer and drains out to the side. And I would say those Titans would really help push that on out, too. So I don't see weather playing no no part unless it just sets in to raining hard long periods of time. And that's not the weather forecast. Rowdy, historically Atlanta's been really bad with the weather. Um Blizzard ninety three. <laughs> um 
You know, You're the, right. the, yeah. the, the hurricane the one year, actually two hur- actually got hit by a hurricane or a tropical storm that one year, damaged the racetrack. But I'm interested to see how this new car is going to act, um, what kind of racing we're going to see, and uh, hopefully we see some good racing rowdy. Hopefully it's not Daytona or Talladega, what I've been hearing. So hopefully it's, you know, it's a good race and, uh, you know, probably going to be going really fast around that, that 1.54-mile track. So, Kyle, you're hoping to get to a track here this weekend, right? Hoping either Williams Grove on Friday night or Seals Grove on Saturday, but Saturday's probably not looking too good right now just because of the weather. Um, I think it's a 100% chance to rain or 80% chance. It's not looking too good, but uh, tomorrow looks like a good day. So maybe, maybe Williams Grove tomorrow night, we'll see. But I'm uh, going to try like heck, you know, to get to these races and i uh, got to take the opportunity when I can get them. Well, Kyle, hopefully the weather's broke for you so y'all can get back. It, it, it looks like it's broke here for us. Rowdy, uh, big weekend for Track Enterprises. Uh, Adam Mackey, as you said, um, Arc East Race of Pensacola, uh, 16 cars enter. I know we had Stephanie Moyer on the show. Uh, I mean, what, what are you expecting out of that rowdy? Are we going to expect ma- mainly Sammy Smith and Taylor Gray once again, maybe going for the win? Uh, well, you got Willie Mullins. He's he's can get around that track pretty good there. You know, and and a lot of that's racing gremlins, but sometimes it strikes them. Uh, looking at the the car. I tell you what, that little uh, buzz class is going to be there, Kyle. I don't, did, did you see it? I don't know Adam's familiar with it. What was that, Rowdy, the Bush Clash? No, it's, they, they have a little buzz class that shows up. It goes on a, They're on a circuit. Uh, Not sure, Rowdy. I thought maybe I would know, but I don't. Well, I know they run at Pensacola. But we got Adam calling in here. Adam Adam knows the spiel. 2022 season. Kyle, it's, it's here on us now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Talladega Short Track got rained out. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I guess the weather for tomorrow is one that was kind of the clincher for that show. And they're trying to run everything on Friday and Saturdays. So, anyway, Kyle... Pensacola. Right. Fast, what do you think, Rowdy? Who, who do you like? Uh, Sammy knows how to get around that track pretty pretty good with that. It's hard to beat that Kyle Busch car. It's all about the money. That wasn't New Smyrna, right, Rowdy? Yeah. Yeah. He, it, well, it, you know, Taylor run it, give him a good run for it. He did. 
It was a good win for that uh, number 17 team after what happened uh, at Phoenix. Good to see Taylor Gray in victory lane and uh, being able to honor um, the driver from that that, uh, that hauler. So that was nice to see. Well, Kyle, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about. We all travel a lot of miles. A lot of it's at night time. And uh, a lot of bad things happen on the interstate. And, uh, you know, there's that, I think it was a college team in Georgia that had the golf team that had that head-on collision. Somebody come across into their lane and hit the van. So, you know, it's when you're on the highway, it's, we're all, it's all part of the, the danger of the game. Not just in racing, Rowdy. I know, Kyle. It's, that's why I brought that up. You know, it's it's in sports. It's in everything. It's in life. It's in life. But I think we got our first caller, and this this guy's breaking this, getting ready for the uh, 2022 race at Five Flags Speedway. Adam Backey. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, great to be here again, guys. Man, Adam, uh, Already started. Yeah, started out big. Yeah, you know, we started out with the uh, the race at Watermelon Capital Speedway with CRA Super Series, Southern Super Series, Jake CRA All-Stars Tour, Street Stock Modified. That was a great event despite, like, the 40-degree weather we were having. And we talked about that event before we had it that week, uh, kind of previewed it here on your show. And, uh, and it turned out really, really well, better than we would have expected with the cold temperatures. A lot of diehard fans came out. This weekend, we've got warm weather coming up for our ARCA race at Five Flags. Man, I'll tell you, Adam, I'm ready for the warm weather. Uh, you was right. C- Cordell was, was really cold. And uh, there was times I spent 36 days in Daytona, and it stayed warmer here than it did in Daytona in Alabama. That's, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, the weather's been a little crazy so far, but it seems like it's kind of warming up everywhere, which means I think we're pretty close to being a, a full go for our racing season. So, Adam, uh, Saturday, y'all roll in with the Pensacola 200. Uh, you got Kyle was talking about who who would who I thought was the, the one that could maybe win that race, but Sammy Smith and, and Taylor Gray is going to put on a great show. I, you got Willie Willie Mullen coming in there from Virginia. Got some pretty good drivers showing up. Yeah, you know, and uh, the one that I think a lot of people will be watching in Pensacola there is the local driver, Jake Finch, uh, making his first arc and start. You know, he's got plenty of experience there at Five Flags, won the Outlaw Championship a season ago. So uh, I think you got to include him into the mix when you talk about the top two. You know he's going to have good equipment. Uh, and they, they have some know-how, and he's got some experience despite being just 16 years of age. I think you throw him into the mix with uh, with Taylor Gray and and Sammy Smith, and I think it could be a real good three-car battle. And then there's always somebody else that kind of steps up and is a driver that can get it done as well. And another car, the 44 car is pretty fast. I think it's decent equipment, and uh Driving that is Brandon Barney this week, so he's making a rare arc and start. Maybe his first arc and start. 
I didn't look at his stats, but a young driver from Michigan that's uh, making the trip down to drive that car. Well, Adam, it, it's, it makes for good racing this time of year in Pensacola because they are some beautiful – it'll be a beautiful sunset in Pensacola for that uh, Pensacola 200. That it will. You know, we're looking forward to uh, tomorrow night's action as well. We're, we're hoping the weather gets out of there a little sooner than what is expected. Um, you know, there's a chance of rain tomorrow morning into the afternoon. It's scheduled to be our season opener there uh, for the racetrack with Outlaws, Sportsman, and the Pier Stock, as well as the Board Compact Touring Series practice. Uh, so it's a doubleheader weekend, starting with racing tomorrow night, and then uh, again the racing on Saturday with ARCA and the Board Compact. Hey, Adam, you got Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, uh, uh, now that you've had a few events under your belt for this season, um, I mean, what, what what are you looking for? I mean, what what have you guys improved on? Uh, you know, have you seen any improvements or anything maybe you need to work on for other events? How's it been going so far? Well, from what I see, you know, when it comes to ARCA, we know that the ARCA East uh, fields were a little bit smaller last year, and we had kind of a small field for the race at Five Flags. It looks like that's starting to improve, maybe go back into the right direction a little bit. They're obviously having pretty good fields so far with the West Series and the uh, Arkham and Art National Tour. Uh, great shows they've had so far with Daytona not tearing up a ton of equipment. And then they had a race at Phoenix last week and had a great show with a lot of cars, nearly 40 as well. So uh, so it's off to a good start. Um, New Smyrna's race you know, was down a little bit to, to kick off their season with the Arkham and Art Series East. Sammy Smith really put it to them. I think Taylor Gray, though, carrying some of that momentum in to this race uh, this weekend should be uh, pretty exciting. My second question is, uh, you know, you mentioned it, it's kind of a follow-up. Uh, did, did that 40-car field at Phoenix surprise you, just knowing how many cars that showed up? I mean, were you surprised at all by that? Yeah, maybe a little bit, um, you know, just because the field's a bit down. But I think that was helped out by the fact that they didn't tear up a lot of cars in Daytona, so a lot of guys were ready to go. Uh, for their second race, and uh, that's always a big plus. Hopefully that will continue to carry them through their 20 races during the, the big uh, national tour season as well as some of the east and west races. My last question for you is, uh, I mean, what's, what's, what's like your biggest event this year? I mean, what are you looking forward to the most out of all these races? Is there one event in particular, or you just look forward to all of them? Well, I think uh, the first race for SRX at Federated Auto Parts Speedway and Peebley, Missouri. That's one that we're definitely marking on the calendar. Um, and then, you know, the return of SRX to Nashville again this year after the event they had last year and, and packed the place, uh, not a not a seat to be had. Um, so I think you mark those two SRX races down because they were huge crowds. They had great racing last year. I think they'll be good crowds again this season, probably uh, capacity by the time July rolls around when we have our two races. Uh, but when it comes to which races you're looking forward most, it's the next one uh, because we have a great schedule put together, not just with our track enterprises events this year with our 23 special events, but we also have National Fairgrounds Speedway, uh, the several events there, and then Lincoln and Macon getting ready to get started with Test and Tune weekends next week. Well, I'm tell you, Adam, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, that SRX has really come in here and caught people's eye, hasn't it? 
Yes, it has. Uh, definitely had a great season last year. It's got the national coverage, and people get to watch them race maybe a couple weeks, and they say, hey, this, this series is coming to my area. Even if it's a few hours away, it's worth getting out to the track and see. So, uh, Adam, where can they find out more for this weekend to get tickets? Yeah, they can uh, call the track office, uh, or they will have tickets at the gate on each race day. Uh, we sold quite a few reserve tickets and uh, general admission tickets in the last few weeks, uh, but there's plenty of tickets still available for tomorrow night's opener featuring the Outlaws, the Sportsman, and the Pure Stocks, and then the Saturday afternoon evening program for the Arkham and Art Series East, as well as the Boris Compact. If you show up at Five Flags Speedway, we'll have a seat for you. Adam, thanks a lot. Looking forward to seeing you, my friend. Yep, you can also check out all the detailed schedule information at trackenterprises.com and fiveflagspeedway.com. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Hey, thank you much. All right, guys. Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises. That uh, Kyle, that SRX series, I tell you what. It has really done good. And I like Nashville. I think what really made Nashville so special was the Elliots. You know, you got a dad and a son getting to compete against each other. Two cup champions. That's right, Rowdy. Uh, yeah, two cup champions going at it and father and son. Uh, getting another chance to go at it is not a bad thing to see. And uh, I know that Nashville race last year, I drew a lot of people. So um not surprised. Um, you know, you had Doug Kobe uh, winning the Stafford race. You know, I think that kind of catapulted him into a truck series ride with GMS at Bristol uh, winning that event. So, uh, you know, I mean, it does open doors, uh, these these races. So, uh, you know, it, it's been a lot, a lot of guys in there. Greg Biffle, you know, now he's back in the Cup Series and, you know, the list just keeps going and going. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how we're – hopefully SRX goes pretty good, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some more uh, – some good events coming out of that series. Well, you know, they're going to be at, at uh, Five Flags in June the 8th, I think, Kyle. Plus they're back at Nashville in July. I believe that's what Adam said. <clears throat> That's uh, that national race will probably draw a lot of people again. It it will, Kyle. There and then the uh, national two hundred is May the seventh. So they race. Uh, that will be the east next. Actually, after that, the east is going to Dover. Kyle, up to you. Then back to Nashville, May the seventh. And that's the way it it, it was it's gonna roll there, my man. Let's see. The scheduling for the uh Pensacola two hundred five flag speedway. So Saturday's going to be pretty much starts at 9.30 when the credential office opens on Saturday, Kyle. It's one of them one-day shows for the ARCA group. 
And then Adam, they've got the uh, Friday night locals, which is good. Listen, Kyle, that's, that, that's a good show, man. It really is. Um, Kyle, look, we, we talked about it last on Monday. We didn't get to play it, but uh, I've got the soundtrack from uh, Noah in the deadline room after his victory at Phoenix, and I, uh, I'd like to play it because that's not a not a good, not too bad a thing to take that number nine junior motorsports into victory lane. And let, let's listen to Noah. By our race winner, Noah Gregson, driver of the number nine junior motorsports Chevrolet. We will go straight to questions for our race winner. Just raise your hand and we'll get a wireless microphone to you. Uh, we'll start there with Jonathan, then go to Cole and John. Right behind you, Jonathan. Tim, there you go. Jonathan Field, the racing experts. Noah, congratulations on the win. You know, after last season, coming so close so many times early in the season, how does it feel to just break through as quickly as you have this season? It's It's been great uh, to be able to come out here and start the season off, you know, finishing races. Last year, you know, we, we kind of caught ourselves in a hole, get, getting wrecked at Daytona, and then we started the road course the next week, three laps down, had a mechanical issue, and never really recovered from it. And um, went to Homestead the next week and dominating that, wrecked. Went to Vegas, finished top five, and then uh, came here and blew up, like, midway through the second stage. So, you know, four out of the first five races, you know, DNFing. Uh, that's not not the way we wanted to start off last season. So any race being finished this year is a plus, and then the way we're doing it, you know, collecting a lot of points throughout the stages and, and finishing within the top three. It's been it's been a great start to the season, and uh, the Bass Pro Shop guys, man, they're on it. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of speed out of the car, and, um, you know, the pit crew's done a great job, and we just got to keep on building and learning and getting better each and every week. Go to Cole. Congrats, Noah. Cole Cusimano, Arizona Republic. First off, I have to ask, how is it to shotgun a, uh, a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> this is a little warm, but it tasted really good. Uh, I was a little worn out there in the race, so it uh, definitely feel pretty amped up. Now I shotgun one on top of the car and then um, another one after. So it uh, feels good. They go down easy. They taste good, which is which is nice. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, what a day. It's been good. And then you mentioned the early stat line, third, second, second, and first. What statement does that send to your competitors this early on in the season? You know, I don't know. It might be a question for them. But um, the only thing for our group is we want to keep on executing and you know, keeping the mistakes to a minimum and, and keep on learning. This is my first year with my crew chief, Luke Lambert, and um, we're already off to a pretty good start. Just got to keep building on it and learning each other. You know, as time goes on, the communication will get better and better. And, um, you know, overall, I'm, I'm really happy with where we're at, but I know we haven't reached our full potential yet. Um, we still got a long way to go, and um, we just got to keep on week by week just laying the bricks and, and building up, and eventually we might have a wall or something. Go to John in the middle. Hey, John Harvlin with the Circuit Journal. Uh, Noah, congrats. Uh, just from, like, maybe an outsider's perspective, whether it's the fans or us in the media, it feels like you've really matured the last couple of years, and you've been very level-headed so far this season, and your performance shows that. So I was wondering, do you feel that way about yourself as well? Yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm getting more mature, and I still got a, a long ways to go. But I still like having fun. But I, I feel like, um, 
you know, I'm maturing in the right right spots and on on the racetrack, off the racetrack. It uh, it's all for the better. So thankfully, I got a great group around me and behind me to be able to um, kind of point me in the right direction and um, you know just. I don't know ex if expedite that process is, is the right word, but um, I'm probably behind compared to some people on my maturity level. But, um, yeah, I feel like we're in a good spot right now. I feel like our team, we're, we're confident, we're, we're comfortable with each other, and, um, you know, we're just having fun when we get to the racetrack. Thank you. Did we have a question over here on the far left? Noah Chance Lancaster, the Sports Drive KFDA. Today kind of just seemed like your day all the way around. We spoke a little bit this morning. You were just real relaxed all the way through the day, the morning before qualifying practice. At what point in the racetrack today during the race did you just kind of have it, hey, this is ours to go get, no point turning back? Uh, I think once that white flag comes out, that's when it's kind of like, okay, you can't can't start, you know, getting too settled in until you get that white flag and then the next flag kind of ends the race. But you know, anything can happen. You can have a green light checkered, you know. <laughs> it seems like it's happened a lot um, for us, especially with, with the races this year. It seems like we've had a lot of caution. Today was somewhat of a, a clean day, especially there in that third stage, not having a caution and green flag pit stops. I don't know the last time you've seen that at, at you know, Phoenix. But, uh, you know, overall, it's just just a lot of fun to be driving this, this Bass Pro Shop number nine Camaro, the, the guys, they work so hard. And, we feel so comfortable with each other and confident in each other that when we get to the racetrack, we're, we're really relaxed and cool, calm, and collected and just, just cruising, you know? So um, that's not cruising on the racetrack, just, you know, as we go through our day, there's we're not on pins and needles. So we feel comfortable and, and uh, cool, calm, and collected, and, uh, yeah, it feels good. Can I go to Dustin, then we'll go to Chase. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You know, as you mentioned, uh, first year with Luke, when you have a crew chief change that can be certainly an opportunity for a reset or even more responsibilities being put on your shoulder as you talk about maturing and getting older, how has that dynamic helped or what are the things that are you taking on more responsibility or doing more or, or how are you viewing things uh, as opposed to past? And that's not to say anything about previous crew chief, but just the change in, in position for you now. Yeah, I think you get so settled in. I mean. Last year was my third year with Dave Ellens, and we only had to say a couple words to be able to communicate what we were thinking. And, you know, it was very short, and and we understood what we were saying just off a word or two. Um, and then when you have a new crew chief, you almost got to restart that communication process. But, um, you know, we've gotten off to a great start. I feel really comfortable with Luke Lambert. Um, and, you know, I, I still don't – feel like we've reached our full potential yet we we still are learning each other but at the same time I, I feel really really comfort comfortable and confident with him um, and I feel like we're on the same page to start so um, you know we still have we can still keep working on it and keep growing together but uh, you know really happy with where at, we're at right now and also you know last year going into this season there was a lot of talk about hey if you're going to make the move from Xfinity to Cup, this year would be the year to do it because everybody's going to be at ground zero with this car. Obviously, there was a lot of you know a lot of people talking. I'm, you know, you guys were involved and, and looking, and obviously there weren't as many options. But the opportunity to
come back versus the opportunity to have been in this in the in this next gen car this year how did you balance that and how will that you will you make that play in your favor with with being back in Xfinity another year yeah absolutely I think being the the big fish in the small pond um, maybe I, I think with the experience that I have and um, we can really build off the years that we've had in, in the past and um, try and capitalize on the opportunity that we have and, and run up front and we've done that so far this year um, there's a lot of great drivers in the Xfinity series and they're, they're tough competition. They're, they're really talented. But as long as we can focus on ourselves and, um, you know, having the addition of, of Luke Lambert coming on this year, um, it's made me step up my role during the offseason. And, and um, you know, I think he has the trust in me, um, you know, being my fourth year in the series. I kind of know the feel that I need. It's, it's not my first year where I'm still learning the car. I'm learning how to drive them. Now I know the feel that we need. And, and he can kind of have that trust in me. So I think that's where that, that pairing kind of works really well uh, between the two of us. And so I've, I've had to step up my game through the offseason. And it, it, it'll help me um, running the Cup Series this year as well, you know, learning a different crew chief over there on the 16. Um, and, and what I've learned, you know, stepping up my game during the offseason and, and building our relationship with Luke, that'll help me on, on the Cup side as well. So, um you know, I, I'm really happy with where we're at. Um, you know, just myself personally as a driver, um, mentally, when we get to the racetrack, I feel prepared. And, uh, you know, once we get doing double duties, like next week in Atlanta, we're racing the Xfinity car and the Cup car, um, you know, battling kind of the differences in those cars and how they handle. Um, I've only driven it at Daytona, the Cup car, so it felt pretty close to the same as an Xfinity car. But, once we go, start going to um, racetracks where you have to start lifting and stuff, it's going to be quite different. But, uh, yeah, overall, I'm really happy with where we're at and got a lot of great people surrounding us. And um, I think I think if we can keep on, you know, building on this momentum and, and be a contender all year, some opportunities might open up. Chase Willem, NASCAR.com. Noah, uh, to build off Dustin's question, in particular, what is it about Luke's crew chief style that, that works so well for you, especially this this first part of the season? Uh, he's just, he's a, he's a great guy. He, uh, you know, we communicate really well and um, we have a lot of general interest and kind of, you know, he told me the first time I met him, um, I'm not looking to come in here and, and change the program that you guys had, but I just want to, want to be able to build on it and, um, you know, if we can, find one or two things to, to make better um let's let's keep building on that and building on it he didn't he didn't want to come in here and change the whole program which i i thought was really cool of him um and i think there's a lot of confidence with him coming over and, and us having some success early on in the season um kind of revive his career too um you know from running how they were in cup and and now competing for wins in the xfinity series I, i'm sure he's He's got a little bit more confidence than maybe he has in, in recent years. But, uh, you know, he's, he's just a great guy. I, I enjoy working with him. And we have a great relationship already, I mean, a month or two in um, to meeting the guy. So um, with that being said, it's, it can only, only go up and we can keep making progress and uh, really like how, how focused our team is and, and confident our team is. It uh, just makes it fun. 
not not saying it, it wasn't fun in the past with Dave. I love Dave, but uh, you know we just have more opportunities, a, di a different opportunity, and we'll keep on keep on going. Thanks, guys. Elliot Stern, Santa Maria Times. After your top finishes in the first three races, did you think it's just a matter of time? Stay patient. We'll win. And then at the end of this, as the laps are counting down, were you looking at everything and saying, stay green, stay green? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, definitely that mindset of of running, you know, up front. Eventually it's going to be your day. And, and um, you know, we were really good last weekend and, and came up short. And um, we just want to keep on running up front, lean laps. And, um, you know, second seemed like a bad day last weekend um, but that'd be a great day looking at last year how we started the season off so um, just kind of kind of constantly remind yourself of keep on getting points and um, try and try and win the moment win each and every opportunity that you have whether it be pit road restarts um, and you know try and get as many points as you can so yeah definitely there at the end like the closing laps I've been we've been the leader it seems like a, a few times and get caught up in trouble or caution comes out and, um, you know, don't close the deal up. So I'm definitely hoping for it to go green and, and grateful that everybody stayed together and we were able to have a shot at it there at the end. Do we have any final questions for our race winner? We'll go back up here in the middle to Dustin and then John. You mentioned Atlanta. Um, I think drivers have said it's going to be challenging enough in one series and you're doing both. So I guess is that youth looking forward to it or is that like what am I getting myself into for next week? Cause it sounds like talking with Justin earlier this week that he kind of thought the, the two cars would drive differently because of the packages. Yeah, I think having a – I mean, you look at Kyle Larson, right? He can go out there and a midget and then go into a cup car and then go into a dirt late model and then go into a sprint car. You know, his, his, I guess, resume is very diverse. The cars, and he's able to adapt very quickly when he gets into one or the other. So I think being able to, you know, adapt quickly, um, that's one thing that's going to be a challenge. But one thing that I'm, I'm excited to, to work on is, is the difference between one car to the other. But the way I look at it, it's got four tires, a gas pedal, a brake pedal, and a steering wheel. And I just got to go out there and try and drive it as fast as possible. And as long as, uh, you know, we're prepared enough and working with Josh Wise, he's, he accelerates that process a ton um, and, and gives you, when you don't know, you don't know, and you don't know what questions to ask. But um, just with him being able to work with so many different drivers and um, he helps us younger drivers be able to, to know what to look for when, when the question marks kind of up in the air. So. You know, I look at it as an opportunity. I don't look at it as uh, obviously there's going to be challenges and adversity, but uh, at the end of the day, there's an opportunity to go out there and and uh, you know do your best and and hopefully open some eyes. Thanks, Dustin. Obviously, you started off so strong, and now that you have one here, is it too soon to think championship is realistic, or what do you think? Uh, I mean, we just <laughs> it's the most challenging thing is to make it to the final four. Um, you know, our goal right now is, is to keep winning stages, keep getting points. I think we're focused on, on top fives and, and good point stays. Um, to be able to 
to really maximize the playoff points and, um, you know, once you get in the playoffs, have a big enough cushion to where, you know, knock on wood, something doesn't go wrong. But if it does, you have points to lean on. Um, you know, in years past, like last year, uh, we didn't have as many points as, as some of the other guys. You know, I don't want to say you're guaranteed if you're you got 40 or 50 points when you go into a round, but um, it definitely makes the job a lot easier um, to get to Phoenix. But, you know, we obviously you set your goals at the, the beginning of the year. Hey, I want to win a championship, but it's the, the little things week in and week out. How can you improve? You know, can we improve on pit road? And restarts, all that little stuff, and that all adds up. So just trying to focus on the moment, you know, depending on what we're doing and uh, trying to really maximize there. And once all those things come together, then, yeah, you might be a championship contender. So I was just like, I guess what I was trying to get at, do you feel like a championship's any more realistic now than you did when you woke up this morning? No. Okay. Thank you. No, I feel like it's the same. Anything else for Noah? All right, Noah, well, congratulations, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for all the hard work. Appreciate it. Noah Gregson takes it home from Phoenix there, Kyle. Not, it's no surprise. I mean, really. We dominated. I mean, it wasn't really a shock. It wasn't, wasn't a whole much of a race. Once he got around Brandon Jones, that was it. Um, Brandon, I think, pitted a little earlier than Noah did, and uh, Noah Gregson just was able to run him down. And that's a good track for Noah Gregson, uh, Phoenix. Um, I know he, he came close to winning a truck race there once and also another Xfinity race, and he finally got the job done. So, uh, yeah, might 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 place him as the championship favorite right now. Um, that 19 continues to uh, do, keep doing what they're doing. Uh, they've had a good start to the year. You know, Luke Lambert on the pit box. Uh, no surprise there uh, with how much success he's had in NASCAR. So, you know, now being on the 9 Xfinity car. So, um, yeah, these guys uh, look really good right now, and... Uh, you know, I know I know Daniel Hemrick will be up there, Brandon Jones. Uh forget who else I'm missing. I know Austin Hill will be around too. So uh still a long season to go rowdy, but uh I know that uh you know we'll uh, we'll see what happens here uh quite quick quickly because we know we got Atlanta coming up this week. Yes we do. Uh three o'clock Eastern time start on that Sunday race, Kyle. Uh I, I think by Sunday afternoon after that race, everybody should kind of know what that car is going to be, what that car is going to be capable of doing the rest of the year. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one, Rowdy, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the racing's good and, uh, you know, seeing some racing, maybe under the lights, too. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool to see as well. That That's a possibility, too, because you never know what can happen in style of race. Of course, we're on daylight savings time now, so crazy. Hopefully, we're going to stay out the way we – I think maybe they've decided to get to one time and stick with it, Kyle. I hear more of that this week than ever before. It'd be nice, Rowdy. Not, not get so confusing. You know, I like the spring ahead personally, but – uh you know, it's nice that the sun's going down now instead of two hours ago. So um, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know once with the with I know with the night race, I know it won't affect Williams Grove this weekend. But uh, you know, that changes the ball game a little bit now that it's not a day race; it's now a night race uh, for opening day uh, for the 410 sprints in the United 
uh, late model super series, um, UL, ULMS. They're going to be busy all weekend, Williams Grove Friday night, Port Royal Saturday and Sunday, so uh, they'll be busy. In the short track super series on Saturday, rowdy weather permitting at Sealands Grove Speedway for the Icebreaker 40, the uh, opening race of the uh, 2022 season for Sealands Grove. Uh, hopefully weather cooperates. We don't know how it's going to be. It's not looking too good right now, but that could change in a few days. So uh, we'll see what happens, Rowdy, and hopefully we can get all this racing in this weekend in Pennsylvania. Exactly, Kyle, and take somebody racing, man. It looks like that's kind of stuck this year. When you look at some of the crowds I've seen, uh, the neighbors decided to take the neighbor racing and fills up the stadium quick. Seems like the crowds have been really good this year, Rowdy, so far. They have, Kyle. Kyle, uh, before I'm going to play this with uh, talking about Ems and Hendricks. You and I talked about it briefly, but we're going to play the soundtrack of Hendricks telling that he's going to have a car in the 24 hours next year, and that I think that's great, Kyle, because it's a completely different group of racers. It's a fun group to be around, and I, I like the ideal of it. Yeah, Rowdy, it's uh, it's good to have NASCAR involvement in IMSA. Uh, it's always good to see that. You know, whether you see somebody like Jimmy Johnson running the 24 hours or uh, the Daytona race or, uh, you know, having these NASCAR guys come for a little bit, it's good to see these NASCAR guys and gals uh, get a chance at, at the road courses and really help out their skills as well. Kyle, let's just go ahead and give our close out because I'm just, once I start this, I'm just going to let it play out, but what you got for us to close the night out? Well, Rowdy, hoping to get to the racetrack this weekend. Uh, don't know if I'll make it tomorrow night to Williams Grove. Um, I've tweeted them. I've tried. I'm trying to get there tomorrow night. Um, we'll see how tomorrow goes. And then uh, we'll uh, hopefully maybe go to Sealands Grove on Saturday, weather permitting. Uh, if it doesn't rain, uh, maybe we'll get there. So a lot going on. And glad racing's back in the full swing of things. All right, Kyle. Hi. You know, I had high hopes of going to uh, the short track Talladega, but kind of canceled because of the weather that's moving in tomorrow. So uh, we got the Arca East in Pensacola. Got Atlanta happening over the Honors five, uh, 500. Kyle, hey, either way it goes, I'm going to be somewhere, and we're going to talk about it Monday, my friend. That light will be shining. Sounds good, Rowdy. All right, man. I'm going to play our next little soundtrack, and uh, we'll close with it. Kyle, appreciate it. Adam Mackey, thanks a lot for being part of the show tonight. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, From backstage, I could hear all the brain cogs grinding as to what's this group doing together. So that's what today's all about. Hi, I'm Lee Diffie from NBC Sports, and... We're going to have some fun, some excitement today as we welcome you to the 70th running of the Mobile 112 Hours of Sebring here in the temporary uh, gallery of legends. We thank everyone for their hard work for getting these cars in here for this very special occasion. Uh, it's an announcement. It's the beginning of something really, really special and a whole lot of fun. And as you know, over the decades, Sebring has been uh, its own unique event. It's been the longest standing running endurance sports car event in the United States. Uh, but it's also been a traditional lead-up to the 24 Hours of Le Mans, a really good hard hit-out before all the teams head off to France. And that is particularly pertinent and poignant 
for today and the group that we have assembled, these crucial uh, participants and key members uh, for what today is all about. Let's kick it off. And if you join me welcoming Steve Phelps, President of NASCAR. Round of applause for Steve. <laughs> for the Chairman CEO of NASCAR and Chairman of IMSA, Mr Jim France. For Rick Hendrick, the owner of Hendrick Motorsports. Jim Campbell, the US Vice President of Chevrolet Performance and Motorsports. Welcome, Jim. Stu Grant, the General Manager of uh, Global Racing Tyres for Goodyear Tyre and Rubber Company. Stu, welcome. Mr Pierre Fion, the President of the ACO, the Automobile Club de la West. Welcome. Big weekend. And of course, President of IMSA, Mr John Doonan. John, welcome. All right, are we ready to let the genie out of the bottle? You know, our sport is maybe one of the worst for keeping secrets, but uh, for those in the know, they've done very well at keeping their, uh, their lips nice and tight. So I'm going to draw your attention to the video screens here in the room, and here it is. This is what today is all about. Chevrolet and Goodyear. 
NASCAR Cup Series wins and the most championships. Hendrick Motorsports is the most successful and winningest team in NASCAR history. In addition to being the winningest manufacturer and all-time leader in NASCAR Cup Series race wins, Chevrolet has a legacy of success at Le Mans and across the sports car racing universe with the Corvette. With a multi-decade-long partnership since 1954, built on competition and sheer passion to deliver compelling racing through innovation, Goodyear is the winningest tire in NASCAR and has amassed 14 overall wins at Le Mans. Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, and Goodyear are the ideal organizations to represent the best of American racing on the world stage. It's time to add to that legacy. With the global debut of the next generation of stock car racing, an opportunity for a Hendrick Motorsports Chevy Camaro on Goodyear tires to be put to the ultimate test of human and machine against the clock and against the track. Innovative, best-in-class technology woven with sports car and stock car history. Designed to excel on track in the future and beyond. NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, and Goodyear. Let's show the world what we're made of. This is Garage 56. This is going to be a fun, fun ride. Yes, it's going to be a lot of work, a tremendous amount of work, but it's going to be a fun ride because it's something different. Has it been done before? Yes, Jim's father did it, but here we go in the modern era, almost 50 years apart from the last time that it was done. So as we know in the Cup Series, um, the next generation car has created and stimulated a lot of interest, a lot of excitement with the, the coupe-like design. You know, it's, it's sleek, it's more like its road-going counterpart. So now it's ready to take the next step, and it really is a big step. I know that there's many of you in this room who have been to Le Mans. For those of you who haven't, there is nothing like it. I was just talking with Chad Knauss before, and he went last June for the first time. Was blown away. Couldn't believe it. There is nothing else on the planet quite like Le Mans. I went there 12 times, had the fortune of calling it 10 years in a row, and it just it seems to surprise you each and every time with how much it evolves, how much it changes. But the one thing that never changes is, is the task at hand and it's quite daunting. So, with that being said, NASCAR has collaborated with, as we said, the 14-time champions, Hendrick Motorsports, to form what is a super team of partners with Chevrolet, with Goodyear, with the ACO, with IMSA, to say, all right, let's attack this, let's create something special, not only for us and for NASCAR, but for the motor racing world as well. So, it will be Garage 56, and uh, Monsieur uh, Fion, as you are about almost to celebrate your 10th year uh, as president of the ACO, Garage 56 is also celebrating 10 years, and Garage 56 is a special project. Every year that, that slot and that garage is allocated for a different initiative, something, and we've seen many different ones over the years, haven't we? I remember when uh, we had the diesel-powered prototype, we had, we had the Delta Wing, we had so many different types of cars, and that's what this is all about. It's something different to entertain uh, sports car and racing enthusiasts all over the world. So, Jim France, with that being said, what's the motivation? What's the motivation behind this? Because I haven't seen you this giddy and this excited in quite a while. So give us, give us what the driver is. Well, uh, it's been almost 50 years since my father uh, took NASCAR over to Le Mans. Uh, I remember 
when Dick Brooks came back, he was one of the drivers, I asked him uh, what his thoughts were on it. He said, number one, he said the fans loved the car. Number two, it was a fantastic experience. And number three, it was a hell of a challenge. <laughs> so I, you can look at the folks at this table. Uh, they all like big challenges, good experiences, and really we want to expose Pierre's great fan base to our NASCAR uh, cars and, and drivers. So it's, it was an opportunity. I talked to Pierre when he had the Garage 56 if there was a possibility that we could bring our new car over. And uh, he said he would work on it. We, we got together last August. He said that uh, he could try and make that happen for us. I talked to Rick along the way about if it would be something that he would be interested in doing. Uh, he's our uh, champion team, the winningest team in, in our Cup Series. And I felt like that it would be very, very important if he would represent our sport in this big event. So I'm, I'm thrilled to say we're sitting up here together. And it's great. It's really great. And further, uh, further evidence, too, of... Um, Steve, you know, NASCAR, Daytona, Le Mans, IMSA, you know, coming together in a more collaborative effort. For you, um, you know, heading up NASCAR, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to NASCAR? You're always looking at new and different ways to spread the message in the fan base. So what does it mean for NASCAR? Yeah, thank you, Lee. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this is a huge opportunity for us. I think if you think about where NASCAR is and the momentum we had in 20 and 21, um, but for those of you who have been at the racetrack uh, in 22, there's a new sense of energy and enthusiasm to the sport that the sport hasn't had in a long, long time, uh, as evidenced by what happened at the, the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. The centerpiece of that um, wasn't just that amazing venue, it was the next-gen car. Um, and if you think about the racing that we have seen with the next-gen car in these five races, there's something special that's happening here. So. Um, we are, as a sport, we're trying to look at things that are unique and different and put, put us apart. Sorry about that. Um, and I think that's exactly what we're doing. That's what this opportunity is. Um, we have a, a series in Europe called the Wheel and Euro Series. Um, we know there's some enthusiasm for NASCAR, uh, you know, stock car racing. And, but this is going to take it to a new level, right? At the Jim's point, this has been 50 years now in the making to come back with this, with this project. And we're excited to, to partner with, with Rick Hendrick and his organization and Chevy and Goodyear um, and to have NASCAR come back to, uh, back to Le Mans. Rick, I know um, uh, traveling down here with you today, you said it's very complimentary uh, for NASCAR wanting to collaborate and work with Hendrick Motorsports. You've done so much over your career and the team's career. If you look at it like that, you've got the last two champions in Cup. You've won two of the four races this year. So much going on. Why take on a project like this? What's, what's your drive? What's the determination and, and inspiration behind this? Well, number one, it's an honor for Jim to ask me about doing this. And, uh, you know, to be able to go to Lamar, uh, I never dreamed I'd go to Daytona. <laughs> and uh, so uh, to be able to go represent NASCAR uh, there, it's such a, a unique and, you know, uh, the kind of epitome of, of racing. Uh, it's just going to be exciting for us and to partner with Chevrolet and Goodyear and uh, NASCAR. 
our guys are fired up. We want to go represent our sport. We want to. We're in a class by ourselves, but we want to compete and put the ultimate piece out there to represent NASCAR. So to me, it's an honor. Uh, it's something that uh, I never thought I'd have an opportunity to do. Our organization's excited, and uh, we we plan to to go show off our sport. So it's going to be an exciting time. Jim and I started talking about this in, uh, I think, November 20. And uh, so it's uh, it, it's real today. So we're, we're just really excited and honored to be able to, to go do this. Thanks for underscoring that that really was a well-kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, for you, uh, so much success in NASCAR competition for Chevrolet, over 800 victories and manufacturer titles, etc. But also at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. I mean, having been there myself, seeing those bright yellow Corvette racing cars and, and the enthusiasm that it attracts, the passion, uh, not only from the French, French fans, all European fans. I mean, Chevrolet has such a special place in the uh, fans' hearts over there. Is this for you guys to go back and, and experience it on a broader scale and kind of almost twofold? Yeah, it's, it's going to be so special. And uh, we, we were really honored when uh, Jim and Rick came to us and asked us to be part of it as a, as a team along with Goodyear and working uh, with Pierre on this very special Garage 56 opportunity. And, um, you know, Chevy has a long history in racing. We love it. We love racing. We love performance. And a long history uh, in NASCAR. We're proud of that uh, and our success there. But also we've had a, a great run uh, in uh, sports car racing with IMSA and obviously uh, very special at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. So when I think about racing, uh, the, you know, the Daytona 500, the Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona, the 12 hours of Sebring, this is such an amazing place, and the 24 hours of Le Mans, and to, to kind of take the partners from all those different series and come in as one team uh, in Garage 56, which is so special, it's going to be really fun to uh, take this challenge on and, 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 and take um, the next-gen uh, Camaro ZL1 with, with Rick and, and Stu and the team uh, to Le Mans and go for 24 hours. We have had a chance uh, to race the Corvette in, in, a, in a factory uh, format uh, since 2000, about 21 times we raced, and we've won our class eight times. Uh, so we, we'll bring to this effort, uh, you know, our experience and knowledge of what, of what we say it takes uh, from our experience on Corvette uh, to not only, you know, get there and compete and run and finish a race, but have a chance to, you know, really perform at the level we expect. So we can't wait. We're really proud to be part of the effort, and thanks for having us. And Stu, you've, uh, you've kind of got to, maybe not the end, but you've got to, to a very good point in, in the project with the 18-inch tyre for the next-gen car. So that was a, a big hurdle to get over and a big program, big project. So you have some energy left to take on this project? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, uh, <coughs> there can't be a better team of partners than the people at this table. So we're, uh, as Rick and Jim both said, uh, everybody at Goodyear is honoured to be a part of this program. So uh, as far as the 18-inch go, that has been a, a, a big challenge for us, certainly, no, no doubt about it. Two, two and a half years uh, project for us, but I have to say the, uh, the product, you know, we're a couple of races into the schedule and uh, the product performance that I've seen, uh, I'm really, really pleased with. So uh, having said that, uh, it's still a work in progress because, I mean, it's, it's racing, right? NASCAR is going to make changes. The teams are always making changes, and, and we'll be making changes to keep up. So everybody's learning and everybody's improving, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the NASCAR program. Now, as far as the uh, uh, Lamar goes, I mean, Goodyear's got a lot of heritage at the uh, 24 Hours of Lamar, one of the most prestigious uh, motorsports events in, in the world. 
Uh, <clears throat> we've won the overall, um, uh, had the overall win a, a few times, and of course we're involved with the LMP2, but we've never been involved in a Garage 56 uh, program, and uh, it's right up our alley. We're super excited about it and can't wait to get started. Keep in mind that the ACO, the Automobile Club de la West, has been running Le Mans since 1923. Pierre Fion is the president of that. Uh, Pierre, if you would explain or detail how excited you are about this project. And there's going to be a lot of people that don't know what Garage 56 is, so I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah, thank you. This announcement is a great news, especially in this year. We are celebrating uh, many anniversaries. And it's exactly 10 years we introduced the Garage 56 in Le Mans. What is Garage 56? Garage 56 is a, a car dedicated to innovative. Uh, this is uh, only car, no point, is not in the championship, but you need, we need something innovative. And when Jim told me there will be a new uh, generation of uh, um, cars in NASCAR with uh, using an hybrid system, and he had this crazy idea to enter this car as a garage consists in 2023, I was immediately enthusiastic. Uh, I think this new generation of uh, NASCAR car with the hybrid system uh, is innovative, and this is the future of, uh, of NASCAR. This car will bring some wonderful memories to the fans. Remember uh, 1976 and 1982 with two Camaro in, uh, on the starting. And uh, finally, uh, this is another big symbol of uh, the strong, the strong partnership we have uh, with Jim and uh, between Le Mans and, and Daytona, uh, 2023 will be the centenary uh, of Le Mans. We will have the most prestigious brand uh, manufacturer in Le Mans. And thank you for the convergence we did together. This is a, a great achievement. Convince the selection committee in 2023, but uh, I'm sure with uh, a high-level team behind this project, you will take up this challenge. So I'm very confident. And, and Pierre brings up a good point. We should mention it is the intention of this group to race at Le Mans next year. The invitations don't officially come out until January. And Pierre also brings up another pertinent point. That is, is that for those of you who know, you know. For those of you who don't, Garage 56, you're not racing anybody. You are in your own unique class, and it's, it offers that showcase to um, highlight you know, the, the innovation, to your point, that you are bringing to the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Maybe have you kept this secret the best? <laughs> I've tried. John Doonan, what does this mean to him, sir? Well, you know, last August, we had the opportunity to be with Pierre, uh, Jim, myself, Ed Bennett, and we were able to announce a 10-year extension on our strategic alliance agreement between IMSA and the ACO. Uh, that was a proud moment uh, because I think it... Uh, says exactly what we've been trying to do all the, these years, and that's collaboration, and find a way for manufacturers to use the same car here in IMSA as well as in Le Mans and, and the World Endurance Championship, um, manufacturers, partners, to be able to come together and celebrate and do what's right for our sport. And uh, today is another step for me in this process of collaboration and in doing uh, the best to put um, both uh, NASCAR in front of a tremendous audience at Le Mans, and I think uh, vice versa. Um, our NASCAR fans are very passionate and very loyal, and for them to be able to experience endurance sports car racing, uh, the ultimate test of, of human and machine uh, is pretty incredible. 
So let's do a time check. We've got a good 10 minutes here for Q&A. So if you, we've got a couple of mics. Nate's got one. Uh, if you'd like to ask the group any questions, I'm sure there we go, Nate, straight away, straight up. Mike Embry from uh, Auto Week. Jim, um, obviously there are questions about drivers. Can you see a situation where you would work, you would have a 2023 Cup schedule where Cup drivers would be available to go over and do this? Jim, talk to Steve on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, Mike, there we would have to figure out what it would look like, obviously, from a scheduling standpoint. Um, you know, the, the good news is we don't, we're not here to talk about um, announcing drivers, and obviously that will be um, Rick and his team to tr try to figure out where that would be. Um, from a scheduling standpoint, nothing's been determined at this point. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Okay, I'll try with Rick then. Uh, any clues on who might be driving this car? And if, if active cup drivers are allowed, would you like to put active cup drivers in if it doesn't have a schedule conflict? Yeah, I think it would be nice to have a mix. I think we, we've uh, we've talked about it a lot, and uh, if the cal if the calendar works out, and uh, you know we'll just we'll just wait and see uh, what you know, what's available. But we've got. From the IMSA drivers and a lot of drivers that have Lamar experience, we've got, uh, we're going to, and especially with Chevrolet's involvement, we have, uh, we'll be covered with drivers. But we would like to see a cup driver in the, in the system if we could. Is Jimmy Johnson on your list and will this be an ally car? Well, we're going to put Gordon on a diet and get Jimmy back. <laughs> Is that a yes for Jimmy? <laughs> I haven't talked to Jimmy yet, but I'm sure he would do it if he if he didn't have a conflict. And I just have one about um, the car. I'm not sure who'd be best to answer this, but Garage 56 uh, traditionally has been you know like alternate propulsion type stuff with like you know biofuels and hydrogen electrification. Will this car have some elements of hybridization or electrification? Is that sort of the expectation? Or? Yeah, I'd be happy to take that one on. Um, at the moment, like drivers, we're, we're going to have an opportunity to talk about the exact specs of the car uh, down the road here. Um, what Steve Phelps, what Steve O'Donnell, what John Probst and everybody has done uh, with the next-gen car, it provides tremendous versatility, not only for the manufacturers with all the branding, um, that, that specifically in this case the team at Chevy and their design team have done, uh, but we'll talk about uh, specs and engines and um, all the dimensions of the car here in, in the coming weeks and months. A lot of work to be done yet. This is the excitement that we anticipated, right? Who's driving <laughs> exactly. it? What's, uh, what's going to be powering it? What, what, what's happening? Go ahead, Gary. Oh, is it Bob? Sorry. Bob Sorry, Parker, Bob. Fox Sports. I guess this would be for Steve. You have rules against testing and everything, so will this car be different enough that Hendrick won't be seen as getting an advantage, huh. and or you know, how would you work through that? Yeah, that's a good question, Bob. I think, um, you know, obviously we don't want to have one team have an advantage over another team, so it's something we'd have to look at for sure. Um, to John's point, not sure what the power plant's going to be, not sure, you know, a lot of different things that need to be uh, to be ironed out in the coming weeks and months. Um, but, you know, I, I think that obviously having one team have some type of advantage over another is not something we'd be interested in having. Follow up on, on the earlier question uh, about the technology. Sorry to, to push it. Um, would it be would Le Mans next year be go a good chance to sort of test the hybrid system f that's coming in 24 
in you know in one of the most uh, grueling environments possible, but it'd just be too good an opportunity to turn down. I'd be happy to take a stab at that as well. I, Lamar uh, and events like the Rolex 24 at Daytona, and certainly what's going to happen here tomorrow with the World Endurance Championship race, and what's going to happen on Saturday with uh, the 12-hour race. Um, these events are absolutely uh, a place to test um, man, woman, and machine. Uh, the technology, whether it's powertrain, whether it's new fuels, whether it's tires, whether it's uh, potential uh, hybrids and, and things like that. So there's no question that these events are, are laboratories uh, for the auto industry. And I think over the course of time, um, there's been innovations that have been tested at the racetrack that end up being in road cars. And Jim and, and his team at Chevrolet have been a shining example of that over the years, specifically with the Corvette, I'd say. Obviously others too, but that, that Corvette has been an absolute laboratory for, for road car. Uh, Rick, it's my broadcast partner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the line. Did you want to take that? Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know if this is for Jim or John. Um, could there be a next-gen class uh, at Daytona someday? Any discussions? What do you think, guys? Should we do that? <laughs> well, we know everybody's there. We could probably work something out. <laughs> Yeah, next, right. next gen class at uh, Daytona. We'll see, Jenna. <laughs> Rick, uh, do, do you have a group of people dedicated to this project already, and do you have some kind of estimate on, on the cost of this thing? It's going to be expensive. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> um, no, we, uh, Chad Canals will uh, kind of be the team manager. Uh, I guess that's the term, not the crew chief, but we are going to bring in some additional people. Chevrolet's got some folks. Uh, we are, we're assembling all of that right now. We don't want it to, to interfere with the cut program we have going on, but we do have a lot of folks there that know how to do. Uh, we, we're not building chassis anymore, and so we've got a lot of uh, extra folks, and we, Chad and Jeff Andrews are along with uh, Jim Campbell and his group, we're assembling the team now. And so we've, we're, uh, we're excited about it and, uh, and we want to put the, our best effort forward. So the good news about being uh, this group of people and with John, with IMSA, we can cherry pick a lot of really talented people to put on this project and we've already started. John DeGay, Sports Car 365. For Jim uh, Campbell, um, Corvette's future at Le Mans is a little bit uncertain because the GTE Pro class is ending, we believe, in 23. Um, could this potentially be a temporary replacement for Corvette racing at Le Mans, or are you expecting this to be a parallel program? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, you, you know, we will, if we get the invitation here for Garage 56, which we're hopeful of, we will be all in to make sure that, that we represent uh, NASCAR, uh, the Camaro, uh, Hendrick, Goodyear, to the best degree possible. Um, it'll, it'll be a great, a great moment for all of us. In terms of, you know, Corvette, we're working with Pierre and his team on exactly what, uh, what's going to happen in GTE. Um, if it's, if it's, if it's only amateur, that gives us an option. We're obviously, uh, you know, building a, a committed to build a GT3. We're in that process right now. Uh, so, uh, and then, of course, uh, our sister brand, Cadillac, will 
we, we hope to earn an invitation for, uh, for the, um, uh, the hyper, hypercar class uh, and or what we call GTP here in IMSA. So uh, from our perspective, um, we'll have a lot of areas of focus uh, at Le Mans in, in 23. Cadillac will be in the top class. Uh, Corvette potentially will decide what we do in the, in the GT-AM with GT3. And obviously, uh, this Garage 56, if the invitation comes through, it'll be a, it'll be, it'll be a great moment uh, for Chevrolet and for our company overall. Thank you. Alex Andreev with the Charlotte Observer. This is a question, I guess, for both gyms. But, you know, I don't think that the either car in 76 made it halfway through the race. So I'm curious. I know that, you know, you're not really competing. You're in a class of your own. But what might be a competitive or success metric for, for what this car could do? Well, uh, from my perspective, and I think uh, Rick can give you his here in a minute yeah. also, but uh, uh, the goal is to finish the race and uh, not be last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we're uh, we're not taking this lightly. This is a full bore, full blown effort to to run 24 hours and to run competitive times. And so our guys are working arrow, uh, weight, you know, horsepower, and we're looking at different classes. They've told us uh, kind of where we'd like to be, but we're not going over that right around. We're going to to put the best effort out there and uh, run very competitively and uh, finish the race. So that's a tall order, but uh, I feel strongly that we can do it. Yeah, I would just add um, that uh, the, the experience we have at going, at, going to Le Mans with, uh, you know, Corvette as an example, but also our experience in, in IMSA with both Cadillac and, and Corvette, um, you know, preparation is everything. And so we will be all in preparing as a team to run the 24 hours. And uh, that will be the focus, and we'll, we'll bring our experience in both IMSA and also running at uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans uh, with Corvette um, to bear on that as we prepare. So we, we've been through the process many times. We've, we've learned the things we need to do and things we don't need to do. Uh, so we'll bring our, our best thinking and experience to the, to the table here. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports, uh, one for Jim and then uh, one for Rick and Jim. Jim, w when you announced the uh, LMDH convergence a couple of years ago at Daytona, you were very uh, eloquent about your, your vision about how that kind of brings back the Ford versus Ferrari era. How does this project dovetail with that with bringing American IMSA teams back to France in 2023? Well, I, th I think, uh, and I go back to what my father was trying to accomplish 50 years ago, it's, it's an it's a opportunity for NASCAR to, uh, for a lot of European fans and, and uh, that are Le Mans fans to experience what our NASCAR uh, racing is like firsthand, watching the cars go around the track. And uh, so from, a, from our, my perspective, we've got IMSA and sports cars, but we also have a very important uh, process for NASCAR and growing its uh, awareness and, and relevance internationally. As, as Steve said, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're doing a lot of different things. This happens to be something that my father envisioned 50 years ago, and it, it uh, is still important today. And uh, for Rick and Jim, I don't know if either of you guys know the answer to this, but a couple of nuts and bolts questions. What's 
the longest run by a next-gen car continuously in terms of laps or hours made? Have you guys done any real-world testing to that effect? Well, we've only run, what, four races with that car. But um, I've been involved with the Ally car that ran the 24 hours uh, two years now. And, uh, and so Gary Nelson and Chad have worked together uh, and running both of those cars. And we kind of have the experience of 24 hours. I actually ran the Corvette back in 87. Uh, we didn't finish, but we sat on the pole. But uh, no, I think uh, I think the endurance part of it, we're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to we're going to have to figure out a way to test. I guess uh, I'll just talk to Mr. France. I'm not. <laughs> but uh, w but no, seriously, we can run the engines. At 24 hours, and, and see what happens there. And we know it's going to it, it's going to be different, but uh, you know the, we know that the transaxle will take it, and because that's been run. And so you know there's a lot of components that uh, have time. So uh, I feel like we can do that and and do it in, in, a, in a very good way. Can you do a full? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just I was just going to add that, um, and, and Rick, yeah, Rick's team definitely understands this 24-hour races with the Ally car, and uh, one of the things that we do together, um, uh, you know, in the effort uh, that Rick was talking about in, in the uh, the DPI class, but also that we do across all of our series, and that's a massive amount of simulation. We take all the very best uh, data. This is, this happens in our in our um, engineering shop with Mark Stilo and Jim Danahy and Eric Warren. Uh, our whole team will uh, work with everybody here, uh, getting Stu's uh, tire data. We will simulate exactly what we think has to happen uh, to, you know, perform at the levels that both Rick and Jim talked about, and to have the durability you need to survive that race. And uh, that's so. So I, I will say that will be another big tool for all of us. Can you do a full brake change on a next-gen car during a 24-hour race? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, clearly uh, the 24-hour race. That is, uh, that is something that will happen. You're going to have uh, driver changes, as uh, Gary Nelson and I were talking about previously. Driver changes, as we do at uh, the, you know, races like uh, the 12 Hours of Sebring, uh, 24 Hours of Daytona, we'll do the same thing at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. We'll do brake changes, uh, and uh, no question, that will definitely happen. Yeah. Okay. What's that? You know, you know that uh, that has not been decided yet, but that's one of the things the work group is uh, will be working on exactly that piece of it. Yeah. Rick, you've mentioned um, right, right here. Um, Rick, you've mentioned that you know you're involved a little bit with Action Express right now in on the DPI front. Could you ever see that increasing in from a Hendrick Motorsports standpoint in in sports car racing? Well, you know we. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting pushed over here a little bit, but uh, I, I've, uh, I, we really enjoy it. Our, our company enjoys it, and uh, I can see us expanding, uh, doing more of that. So, uh, you know, it's this is a this is a big step for us. But I've really enjoyed the Cadillac program, and it's good to see those guys win the championship and and uh, see what we can do here this weekend. So, uh, it's um, I've. As I said, I've been in the sports car racing business, but it's been a long time ago. But um, our fo our focus is still the Cup. I mean, that's uh, that's where we compete, and we want to continue to win championships and, and races. But uh, but big Corvette dealer, uh, you know, I, I love the sports cars. So uh, we're just 
we'll see how it develops, but I have a passion for it. And Nate, we just, I think maybe one more. Bob, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, Bob Parker, Fox Sports. Uh, I know, Rick, you work with ECR now as far as engine collaboration, ECR's a long history in the, in the Rolex. So will they be involved? Will it be kind of a joint effort as far as the power plant? Yeah, you know, we have, we have been everything we do and they do, we do together. So uh, that, that, will be, that will be something that we'll be working on together. Jim, you mentioned your father a lot today. Um, I, I hate the hypotheticals, what would your father think about this, but you know, the next gen's been really good for the first months, and now you've put this together. Um, you know, what does it mean to you, and, and are you doing this you know, to honor your father in a way? Well, uh, I, I, I think that uh, best way to describe this is I'm, I'm doing it probably as my father was and my brother as a racer. I, we're, we're, I think everybody said at this table is a racer and uh, we like challenges. It's a tremendous opportunity for the sport that my dad started uh, to uh, further its reach uh, with, with other fans and new fans. And uh, I'm also very much into the sports car racing and road racing as a dad was, so I, I, there's no way that I can honor my dad. He was so much farther ahead than what I am, but uh, to, to try and carry on some of his legacy and, and uh, uh, continue what he and my mom and, uh, started is uh, it's our family business, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing to and on behalf of everybody here on the panel, thank you for your attendance. I think it's another example to underscore, you know, this is our sport. We've lived through the highs and lows, some ordinary days, some dark days, but some really good days. I want you to remember what a start to the racing season this has been. From the Daytona 500 to the Rolex 24, saw the biggest ever Supercross crowd at Daytona a few weeks ago. What's happened in IndyCar. Uh, WEC kicks off this weekend, Formula One kicks off this weekend. I mean, there's been so many good... Uh, the Daytona 200 last week was off the charts. Uh, American Flat Track, there's been so many good things happen in our sport this year, and this is yet another example. So if you would, one more time, please thank the panel and the partners. This is going to be a fun ride. Thank you. All right, hey, appreciate that, Mackie, showing up. Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. See all my friends in Atlanta. The Gerardos, what's up?
Good night.